Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the fifth day of December. It's so great to be here with you as we journey through the Word of God in chronological order. And we are well on our way. 20-something days left in the year. And we will have been through the Bible every day. And if you've been here, you've been through the Bible every day in its entirety what an amazing feat accomplishment and really just what a great thing as a believer in jesus it's just really good we should we should know what the word of god says we should engage in a relationship with scripture as believers every day and it's true if you think about it we do not eat once a week human food we do not consume human food as nutrition to fuel our bodies and sustain us once a week we can't live off of one meal a week and have the strength that we need to endure we eat several times a day to fuel our bodies and hopefully you know I'm speaking to myself. Hopefully, Jill, you can do better at what you're fueling your body with. Um, but it's the same. If the Bible is our daily bread, uh, then we cannot live on junk food gas station pit stops. We can't live with a, a B12 of a, a scripture out of context uh, that just feeds the narrative that we are trying to support uh, once a week, once a month, once every little while. So even today, we just sort of dive in uh, for our sustenance, for our nutrition, our spiritual feeding for the day, if you will. Today, we're reading 2 Corinthians chapters 5 through 9, and this week we're reading the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing for we will put on heavenly bodies, we will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord, for we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident that we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. For we all must stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, 
We work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us, so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love control us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness and the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored, even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Oh, dear Corinthian friends, we have spoken honestly with you, and our hearts are open to you. There is no lack of love on our part, but you have withheld your love from us. I am asking you to respond as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? 
What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Please open your hearts to us. We have not done wrong to anyone, nor led anyone astray, nor taken advantage of anyone. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I said before that you are in our hearts and we live or die together with you. I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and make me happy despite all our troubles. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. His presence was a joy, but so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. When he told us how much you longed to see me and how sorry you are for what happened and how loyal you are to me, I was filled with joy. I am not sorry that I sent that severe letter to you, though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful to you for a little while. Now I am glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have, so you were not harmed by us in any way. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, and such a readiness to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. My purpose, then, was not to write about who did the wrong or who was wronged. I wrote to you so that in the sight of God you could see for yourselves how loyal you are to us. We have been greatly encouraged by this. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was about the way all of you welcomed him and set his mind at ease. I had told him how proud I was of you and you didn't disappoint me. I have always told you the truth, and now my boasting to Titus has also proved true. Now he cares for you more than ever when he remembers the way all of you obeyed him and welcomed him with such fear and deep respect. I am very happy now because I have complete confidence in you. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but 
far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I am not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Here is my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. But thank God... He has given Titus the same enthusiasm for you that I have. Titus welcomed our request that he visit you again. In fact, he himself was very eager to go and see you. We are also sending another brother with Titus. All the churches praise him as a preacher of the good news. He was appointed by the churches to accompany us as we take the offering to Jerusalem, a service that glorifies the Lord and shows our eagerness to help. We are traveling together to guard against any criticism for the way we are handling this generous gift. We are careful to be honorable before the Lord, but we also want everyone else to see that we are honorable. We are also sending with them another of our brothers who has proven himself many times and has shown on many occasions how eager he is. He is now even more enthusiastic because of his great confidence in you. If anyone asks about Titus, Say that he is my partner who works with me to help you. And the brothers with him have been sent by the churches, and they bring honor to Christ. So show them your love and prove to all the churches that are boasting about you is justified. I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem, for I know how eager you are to help, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. But I am sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I have been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. 
so I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. We are in a place in the New Testament in our reading and in the Bible where it may be beneficial to remind us again uh, that these letters that we're reading are for a specific people in a specific place for a specific time. So there are things happening that compelled Paul to write these letters to early churches. Now, when you say early church, understand that these are some of the first churches established and without instruction and correction, it is hard to form something at the very beginning of its existence. So that is first and foremost to hear uh, as we finish out these readings and letters and teachings of Paul. And so we remember that today just to sort of reorient ourselves in the scripture and so that one, we don't get lost and secondly, uh, we don't get mad at Paul. It can be similar to listening to the book of James and just getting all mad at the messenger and we get angry and offended because there's usually a tinge of truth we're not willing to admit or face and so we just hear it and get offended and move on and carry that offense into the next thing and so we hold that today that reminder as we move through these letters of instruction of correction and establishment it is hard to model something that has never been done before 
And I say that from experience <laughs> uh, because the Daily Audio Bible uh, is actually the first podcast of its kind. There was there was no model. This was before podcasting was even a thing. And look at us now, 17 almost years later. And the very interesting thing is you learn as you grow and you learn as you go and you tweak some things along the way, correct some things, improve some things, adjust some things, all while listening to the voice of God, following the direction of the Holy Spirit and living in the fear of God, not man. And I think we see this strongly through and in the Apostle Paul. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this reorientation and this reminder that may be relatable for some of us. And for those that it's not, I pray that they may find deeper understanding or maybe just understanding itself. I thank you for your word and how it speaks to us, how it transforms us from the inside out. And I pray for those, Father, that are here in this community uh, that have been here faithfully. I pray for those that are new here. I pray for those that are brand new and they are just trying to get through this year and they are limping with little hope of making it through that finish line. Not even sure or certain how they will get there. And I pray, Father, that your strength would carry them through, that they would just make it another day, day by day, step by step, minute by minute, fully dependent on you, crying out to you, looking to you, our very present help in time of need. Would you breathe your mighty breath that can only come from you to carry them through another day? And I thank you that you hear us when we pray, that you are with us in the process. You are with us in the hard and you are with us in the limping, crawling, clawing, and you go before us. We thank you for that. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your strength. Thank you that you are trustworthy. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out if you have not. Take a look around. Check out the store. Uh, maybe you're in need of a gift. A Christmas box makes a great gift. And uh, that time period of being able to purchase one for this year, 2022, is coming to a quick close. So if you have not gotten your Christmas box yet, you can do so. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, we thank you so much 
for every partnership, every gift, every log thrown into the global campfire that keeps it burning bright for another day. Truly could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or you can give on the app. Just hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. And lastly, you can look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you would like to pray for someone that's previously called in, you can do so several different ways. 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that mobile app, hit the red circle button up at the right hand corner. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and it will get to the right place. You have two minutes on the prayer app, and we thank you for your cooperation. If you are looking to reach across the aisle and connect with a fellow dabber, double dabber, uh, we ask that you use our social media platforms for that. Daily Audio Bible, official, DAB Friends, Daily Audio Bible Chronological, and DABC Friends, and uh, my little playground is over at Daily Audio Bible Women. I love connecting with all of you ladies over there. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Good morning, DABC. This is Renee from Florida. I have an urgent prayer request. My little sister, Diana is in the hospital. She had cardiac arrest. She was down for over 20 minutes. We've been to the hospital all day. My sisters and I yesterday watched her jerking and the doctor's telling us there's no hope. She's had a rough life, but you all, I just want to ask for peace. Peace for my niece, salvation for my sister. I know she didn't go to church, but she read scriptures and she started actually believing in God and in Jesus. And I found a scripture uh, devotional in her car um, she was using. And she, I just want her to be forgiven and to know that she is saved and she's with God, that even like the thief on the cross, he didn't have time to repent, but, or do good things. I mean, he didn't have time to do good deeds, but he repented. and. Jesus said today, I will be with, you will be with me in paradise. I pray this for my sister, Diana. If it's God's will to take her, she's been through cancer. She's been through a lot of stuff. She's been on, had a rough life. She has played a victim, but I know how lonely she's been and she's fought demons. And right now, my niece will maybe have to make the decision, even though we know it's God's decision, he knows when we were born and when we will die. Tomorrow is her birthday. And they're thinking that we should wait till at least tomorrow. I'm just asking you prayer warriors to come along and pray for Diana, for her salvation, for peace, for all of us to know that she's with Jesus. And for us to just be together as sisters, to get along, to love one another. Thank you. Thank you, church. Hi, DABC family. This is God's Gal, Minnesota, and I'm new to DABC. I was just doing the other um, DAB, the dab, 
and now I'm just starting the DABC and I really am enjoying listening to Jill and China. But today I am calling with a praise and a congratulations to a caller that I just heard. Um, her name is Rachel and she's from the UK and hearing her story about listening and I want to say, Rachel, congratulations. I believe you have been born again. You have a relationship now with Christ and and have accepted him in. And um, what an awesome story you gave um, and testimony, actually. So congratulations. And um, we're all a part of the DAB and DABC family and the Global Campfire. So um, thank you for calling in, and I'm just so happy for you. It, oh, it's, it is a great, wonderful thing. We praise the Lord in ways that He works in our lives, and we give Him all the glory. So you are a saved child of God now, and um, I just wish you the best um, with all your brothers and sisters. Um, thank you for calling in. Okay, signing off. This is God's Gal, Minnesota. And I love you all, and God bless. Goodbye. Whitney, this is Adrian from Maryland, his mighty tortoise. I just wanted to let you know that I keep you and your whole family in my prayers every single day. I pray for you guys. I just wanted to let you know that. You'll get through the holidays. Just take it a minute, a second at a time. And just thank God for your family. And um, maybe just, just I don't know. I, I've never been where you are, so I can't really give you advice. But I pray for you, and I just wanted to let you know that. And I love you and Alicia and your whole family. So just hang in there and hold on to God. And we all love you, and we all pray for you. But me, I pray for you every single day. So I love you. This is your friend Adrian in Maryland.